Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send in your questions and I, Bunny Michael, try to uncover the voice of your higher self. Well, it's episode 10, the last episode of our first season. I'm so blissed out. I'm feeling so grateful. It's been so fun to do this. I just feel so grateful that we were given the opportunity and have the time, you know, this pandemic has been really, really hard, but it's also opened up a lot of possibility. And without the support of the listeners, this podcast wouldn't be sustainable. So thank you for your questions. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for every time you like a picture on the Instagram. It all matters and it all makes so much of a difference. We are going to take a few weeks off from our regular content, but we will be publishing special episodes during those weeks off. So you won't be without XO Higher Self for any week. And then in season two, we'll be returning back to our regular content. Also, I wanted to ask if you had any feedback or any insights or any comments that you wanted to let me know about the season or any specific question, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, send a DM on our Instagram at xohigherself, or you can email me at xohigherself at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And stay tuned after this episode, we are announcing the winner of our Patreon giveaway. I'm really excited to tell you who got the video chat with me and I can't wait to meet you in person. And also me and Kara um, put together a really cool care package that we'll be mailing to the lucky winner. So yeah, we will be announcing the winner of the giveaway at the end of this episode. Okay, before we get started, I just wanted to say the questions that you guys are sending in are some serious next level stuff. You guys are so talented and smart and wise and so tapped into your higher selves. I mean, it's just really, really inspiring. And even in the moments that you're struggling and confused and like need some guidance, the fact that you are even thinking about this stuff on a deeper level shows how tapped in you are to your own love's wisdom. Don't forget that. 
Okay, I'm done rambling. Let's get started with the first question. Let it roll. Hey, Bunny. So there are moments when our intuition is signaling to us and we know what is right or wrong for us. But if you're somebody like myself who has had a lot of trauma in their background, oftentimes your intuition can feel muted and you start to kind of second guess what it thinks. So what is a way to really double down and cherish and honor that connection with my intuition instead of letting fear, insecurity, and scarcity take control? Thank you so much, Bunny. You are so loved. I love this question because I think we use the term intuition a lot, and I think it can mean different things for different people. I can share my understanding of intuition, and you can see if that speaks to you. I like to think of intuition as love's intelligence, which is another way of saying higher self. In other words, it's a level of consciousness where we sense what love is communicating, as opposed to what our ego identities are judging. On one level of consciousness, we're separate from each other. We each have bodies, we all have jobs, we have um, family, we have friends, we have material possessions, we have racial identities, we have nationalities. That is who we are on the level of our ego identity or our separateness. In the consciousness of love, aka higher self, we're part of a whole beyond our senses. It's the realm of spirit, the eternal part of ourselves that experiences the present moment and witnesses our ego selves. The only way to access your higher self is through the present moment because that means you're not caught up in unconscious thoughts about the past or future and you are here in this moment totally surrendered to it. From that point is where I believe intuition comes from. It's like a flash of realization or a message from that higher level of consciousness. You know when someone says that their ideas seem to just come out of nowhere? Well, that makes a lot of sense because it did come out of nowhere, as in no place our thinking mind can define, the place that no words can accurately describe, the realm of spirit. When I'm unsure if my choices are coming from an unconscious trigger or a deeper understanding of truth, i.e. intuition, I take some deep breaths and I put myself in a more present state of consciousness. From that place, from that sense of inner peace and surrender, I can receive the guidance that shines a light on the actions I should take. Now, of course, this isn't always a walk in the park, and it's okay that we aren't masters at living in the present moment. We're spirits having a human experience, and we get understandably caught up in the human experience to a point where we lose our awareness of who we are beyond that. But that's okay, because it's a journey, and we learn as we go further on the journey. Our higher selves are always compassionate of our humanness. The more compassionate and caring we are to ourselves, the easier we tap into the present and the realm of spirit the easier we can let go of our mistakes and move through our triggers. The goal isn't to not have triggers anymore, because unfortunately, suffering and trauma is part of the human experience. The goal is building more awareness of our triggers. Then they have less power over us. And before you know it, you're in a much more peaceful place, and your intuition is stronger, 
and you are more aligned with your true power. Hi, Bunny. I love your Higher Self picture series, and I love that you are contributing to building a better world by showing people they have the power within to make a better life for themselves and for the world. My question is this. In the midst of the COVID pandemic, while we're all still largely stuck at home, and in the midst of the other pandemic, racism, how can we stay connected and stay positive and motivated? I go on social media to stay connected with people, but all it does is leave me feeling worse. There are so many upsetting stories in the news, and what adds insult to injury is there are so many people who just either don't care and want to go about their lives as usual, or who misunderstand the movement and voice their tone-deaf and hurtful opinions. On top of that, my battery feels like it's on low constantly from lack of human interaction. There are multiple forces causing the kind of situational depression. Do you have any advice for me? I can't imagine I'm alone in this. No, you're not alone in this. And I feel like we've talked about this every week, but so many things just keep happening and so much is still unsure about the future. I think I can say that everyone listening to this podcast is wholeheartedly dedicated to being the best version of themselves and are actively trying to be accountable for their actions and where they still need to grow. And we're all doing that in different ways. We were born in different bodies with different experiences. Our lessons might differ, but essentially we're all on the same path. We're not perfect. We will make mistakes. We will have days that feel overwhelming and we will have days we feel strong and inspired. But the truth is it's always been this way. The future has always been unknown and always will be because we only exist in the now. These incredibly hard times are just turning up the volume on the truths that were already there. We have to remember that our consciousness is our responsibility. We have to surround ourselves with what's going to help, not what's going to diminish our strength. So reading the news is important and informative to a degree. But spending hours online, reading about not just what happened, but what every person on the news thinks about what happened, and then what someone else thinks about what that person thought about, and then watching them argue about it with each other, these are the levels of engagement online that are just a distraction from what really needs healing. It's like when you get in a fight with a friend or your partner, and you no longer remember what you were fighting about but you're just fighting about what someone said or did not say in the fight, and you just put layers and layers of suffering on top of the wound instead of searching for the love it will require to wake up and come to an understanding. Some aspects of our relationships with spirit take discipline. It's about keeping your eye on the prize. What's the prize? Building a more loving world and loving ourselves wholly. Okay, What are the things that are actually working in our lives to get us there? What makes us feel good about ourselves, just how we are now? What makes us feel positive about the world? Because there's a lot to be positive about. There are so many people out here doing everything they can in their power to contribute to our awakening. 
And they aren't doing it to be famous or to get credit. They're doing it out of pure love of their fellow human being. Love is everywhere if you choose to see it. It's in the stranger you pass on the street, the mom teaching her kid how to ride a bike, the store clerk who says have a good day and thank you. It's in the person who delivers your package and works hard to provide for their family. If we only focus on what is wrong with the system, we fail to recognize the miracles of love that are happening all around us despite the system. That in itself is a reason to rejoice. And when we fail to see the blessings and the gifts of those around us, we will be blind to the solutions. Because the solutions come from divine inspiration. They come from tapping into the realm of all possibility. And there are going to be things that happen that we're confronted with that are unpleasant and that we can't control. But there is so much that we can and we must. How you organize your day has a profound effect on your state of consciousness. What would be different if every day when you woke up in the morning you said out loud, I am powerful. I am loved. Anything is possible. I trust what lies ahead. Even those 15 seconds can make the biggest difference. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Bunny. I'm tuning in from New York City as well. Um, you can probably hear a little bit of background noise in the back. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say I really love your podcast and your Instagram page. And yeah, I just really... I, I really love your podcast. I tune in every Wednesday. And yeah, so I so I identify as a cis woman, she or hers, and I also identify as bisexual. And I just wanted to hear about your thoughts on the concept of the divine feminine. I've grappled with it for a few months, like basically this whole year and just how it applies to me in my in, in my everyday life with hookup culture and also my relationships and the way I interact with other women in a romantic way and I just wanted to hear about um just what you think about hookup culture and I just like the divine feminine I do agree with with it and you know like just feminine energy and like it's just energy feminine energy masculine energy it doesn't necessarily correlate with the way you express yourself physically but I've really grappled with um just like how should I interact with other people with hooking up like should I not hook up uh should I not approach a woman even though I do like to approach women but does that put me in a masculine place or when I approach men like does that put me in a masculine place like I just don't really know what to feel about hookup culture anymore because it's like I want to enjoy myself but then I feel guilty about it because I'm like oh divine feminine like don't give yourself up that easily and then it just falls into kind of slut shamey thinking almost and then with like queer relationships when I um when I want to talk to a girl it's like should I be the I don't really know if I should be more masculine more feminine I 
I just want to be me, and I don't know how to apply the divine feminine, like that concept, into my life because I do want to be、um, more in touch with my divine feminine, but I'm not sure how that would look like.、Uh, I just would love to hear your thoughts on it. Thank you, thank you, Bunny. We all have divinity within us. We all have masculine and feminine energy. This energy is expressed on the level of our egos, but that's not its source. These energies dwell in the realm of spirit, and like all aspects of our spirit, how we exist and structure our world is dependent on how conscious we are of our spiritual power. The divine feminine means something different to everyone. It's not something that language can adequately express because it's beyond our conceptual mind. But if we had to put it into words, it would be the place we channel nurture, care, empathy, sexuality, creativity, intuition, surrender, and connection to the whole. For so long, our society has suppressed the divine feminine and equated power only to masculine traits like dominance, independence, aggression, and competition. And because of this suppression, we have built a world of so much imbalance. And it's led us to what many believe is the brink of our own extinction. And if we don't evolve as a whole and surrender to our divine feminine, the consciousness of our interconnectivity, then it might be the end of our time here on this planet. Indigenous cultures have traditions all over the world that revere the divine feminine, but colonialization, masculinity at its worst, has done its best to silence that power. And it makes total sense because how can you oppress people if you allow them to believe that we're all one family that deserves care, that we are all whole just how we are, that Earth provides abundance for all of us? The more care we give ourselves and others, the more compassion, the more we align with our higher selves, the deeper our own divine feminine expression will be in our human experience. That balance is essential to the awareness of our wholeness. Truthfully, we could go on and on on this topic, and I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there that have greater insights into this. But taking it back to your personal question about relationships and dating, I think it all comes down to care. You can be part of hookup culture with radical care simply by respecting boundaries. Listening, being honest, and being a safe space for communication. Slut shaming is a product of the patriarchy. It's a tool to suppress feminine power, and being unashamed of your desires is you stepping into your divinity. The patriarchy has used sexuality as a weapon of dominance, ignorant to the divinely creative power that sexual expression can yield. Fear of the divine feminine is why sexuality is shamed, desire is abused, and sex is weaponized. I mean, most of us have only begun tapping into the transcendent power of our own sexuality. There's a lot of magic there to explore, and there's a long tradition of sexual healing practices or sex magic. You might want to look into some books on it if you're interested. I'm always just fascinated with. Orgasms, like what is this really? It's so otherworldly. It can be such a spiritual experience. You can be part of the healing when you just let yourself be who you are. You are not a role. You don't have to be performative to have a connection. 
The more authentic you are with someone, the safer they will feel in their authenticity. And the greater the chance of connecting with someone who is vibing at that same level. And from that place, you can respectfully role play if you're into that. I mean, that can be really fun. Just remember, you are already enough. Connecting to your divine feminine isn't about needing to be different. It's about being unashamed of who you are right now. Hello, Bunny. I'm gender fluid, pronounce she, her. I'm romantic, 33 years old, and I still haven't been in a relationship, kissed or made love to anybody. I'm not embarrassed by that, just worried because I'm extremely romantic. I, I, I write love stories all the time. It's even my career. I dream about growing old with a woman. That's actually, that's actually my definition of happiness. But I don't do anything for that. I don't go on dates. At first, it felt like the occasion never came up. I was an ugly duckling. And apparently, <laughs> I'm cute now. And people are more interested, but I'm like... Nah, I don't want to waste my time with anyone I don't see myself spending the rest of my life with. Is this a thing? Is there, is, is there a name for it? Am I unconsciously aromantic and asexual? Asexual, fine, but aromantic? That will break my heart. Thank you, Bonnie. If you feel like it would break your heart to be aromantic then that means you're not aromantic. You know what you want. Your heart is speaking to you. Just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean you're not meant to have it. You said you don't want to date someone you cannot see yourself spending the rest of your life with. And I want to ask, what makes you think you're an expert on who you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with? You can't possibly know what your future should look like or what you need to experience in order to keep growing more fully aligned with your self-acceptance and self-compassion. Take your writing, for example. You're a writer, right? I'm sure the first time you wrote, you had a lot of natural talent and insight and gifts that you brought to the table. But do you think that when you first started, you knew all you needed to know to be the writer you are today? No, you learned along the way. And that's how relationships are. You cannot judge another person's value in your life unless you get to know them. I know in the movies they love to perpetuate this love at first sight thing, but relationships are more than what you judge in another person. Relationships teach you about yourself because they show you all the places you still need to grow. And then you see what an amazing gift these people are in your life. I had a spiritual teacher say to me once that relationships are like the hospitals of the soul, and that really stayed with me. And yes, dating can be tedious and disappointing and exhausting, but it can also be fun, adventurous, eye-opening, and exciting. They are also an opportunity to meet some really great people, whether it ends up being a romantic connection or not. You seem like a person who is really self-confident and is proud of who you are and your choices, which is wonderful. But you can be a strong person and still have room to grow and expand. Let your higher self guide you in all your journeys and stay open to all possibility, because the more assumptions you make in life, the smaller your world will be. 
Why deny yourself insight into the fullness of who you are? Hi, Bunny. Thanks so much for your time. Um, so at the beginning of quarantine, I found out that my now ex cheated on me. Up until then, our two and a half year relationship was so loving. Um, during our relationship, they did confide that they had cheated on their past partners. Um, but they told me I was their big love and assured me many times they wouldn't hurt me. And I really think they believed this, but I'm having a hard time comprehending how someone could love someone and hurt them so deeply. This situation has just caused so many insecurities and fears for me, and I'm afraid I'm not lovable enough in the long term, or maybe if I was just a different person, my ex wouldn't have cheated. During the breakup, they told me they thought a reason we broke up was because they ultimately wanted to be polyamorous. A big part of me wishes that I wanted to be polyamorous um, because it really does make sense to me, uh, but I'm not, and it makes me insecure because I feel like a lot of young people and artists um, especially lean more towards um, wanting polyamory. I'm afraid that I'm not going to find someone who wants a monogamous commitment, and I'm, I'm really just trying to make sense of how my ex could hurt me knowingly while also saying they loved me. My question to you is how can these seemingly contrary things exist together? My ex was a really sweet and kind partner and that fact just confuses me even more. Also just if you have any advice for my healing and how I can move forward. Oh, babe, I know being cheated on sucks so much. I've been there. And it's so easy to blame yourself and feel like if there was something different about you or something you did differently or something you saw about your partner earlier, you could have prevented this from happening. But people don't cheat on their partners because their partners aren't enough for them. People cheat because deep down they themselves are afraid that they aren't enough. There's a big difference from cheating and being polyamorous. Being polyamorous does not give you a green light to breaking your partner's boundaries, no matter how many partners you have or how casual the relationships are. Polyamorous relationships have boundaries too that are communicated and agreed upon and often take a lot more communication and radical honesty than some monogamous relationships. My suspicion is that even if you and your partner had an open relationship, your partner would most likely violate whatever boundaries you had in place because for their own reasons, they lack the emotional confidence to respect your needs and be honest about theirs. Your partner loved you the best way they could for where they're at in the journey of their own self-awareness. A lot of people are still very unconscious of their higher selves. So they use relationships to fulfill a sense of lack. And when they do, the relationship might fulfill that lack for a period of time. It might give them self-confidence for a while and an ego boost and a distraction from their own emotional issues that they're afraid to face. 
But what always happens is that sense of lack resurfaces because no one, no matter how wonderful a partner you are, how beautiful, how smart, how talented, you cannot give another person their own self-worth. Only they can do that for themselves. And when these feelings of insecurity and lack resurface, instead of working on themselves, a lot of people go searching for that high from someone new. A temporary moment where they can feel wanted and they can feel worthy again. And this doesn't just happen when people cheat. A lot of times it's why people have relationships and why people leave relationships. Their partners are no longer making them feel good about themselves. So they move on to another person that makes them feel good about themselves. And then when that fuel runs out, they move on to another person and the cycle just keeps going on and on and on. I'm not saying that if you have self-worth, you'll always stay in a relationship. Nor am I saying that you were a perfect partner. I'm saying that your higher self has the vision to understand that a healthy relationship is two or more people supporting each other on the journey of self-awareness with honesty, care, and compassion. Trust isn't saying, I will always have the same needs. Trust is saying, I will always be honest with you to the best of my ability about my needs. And when you commit to that, you won't cause unnecessary harm whether you stay together or not. I've said this before in this podcast, but when someone... I've said this before in this podcast, but when someone hurts us, it's very easy to begin seeing the world the way they do, because ultimately it was your partner's ego that hurt you, not their higher self. And it's so tempting to meet them at that ego level and judge yourself and the world through that lens. But your higher self knows who you really are and knows you were enough before, during, and after this relationship. We all have different things we need to heal about. And our wounds show their face in different ways. And your higher self is compassionate for the wounds your partner is dealing with. On the level of higher self, the love you felt from them was real. Unfortunately, they lack the awareness to meet you at that level of consciousness with enough consistency for this relationship to be a safe space right now. Someday, hopefully, they will realize they don't have to hurt other people to find that boost of confidence. But that doesn't mean you have to be there through their process of realization. And that's all, folks. That wraps up the first season of Exo Higher Self. Yay! And like I mentioned before in the intro, we are announcing the winner of our first giveaway. We randomly selected one of our lovely Patreon subscribers. And the lucky winner is, drum roll please, Sasha Kremenetsky. Yay! You will receive a care package from us and have a one hour video chat with me. I'm going to email you so we can set it up. I'm really excited to meet you. Thank you to all of our new and old Patreon members, all of our listeners, everyone who sent in a question, 
everyone who reposted or shared a link or told a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. May the rest of your summer be whatever you need it to be. May you find yourself being someone you adore even more. Someone who will always be there for you. Someone who loves you. Be the you that your higher self has always been. I love you. I'll see y'all soon. Okay, bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.